and welcome to the second segment of the PBO podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woody's sleeping. Man, I guess I got to, you know, build up my game here because, uh, well, he's, he's sleeping really well, too. You know, I'm not going to disturb him. But if he was not sleeping... His wolf would be asking you to like, follow, share, and rate this podcast to move us up in the algorithm. Because remember, life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm. All right, let's get on with it. You know, there's so much news right now. I'm not even sure how to keep up with all of this. But let's talk about um, what we're going to talk about in this particular segment is Biden he said something pretty stupid yesterday, which should nobody should vote for this man. Nobody should vote for this man based on what he said yesterday. Now, um, and, you know, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the lies from the presidential debates, both of them, because there were a number of lies and it's not who you think they came from. Uh, and then, you know, get into, you know, Biden, by the way, he plagiarized something. I'm going to tell you what that is. And uh, big tech. Big tech is against conservative voices. I don't think this is a surprise to anybody, but they're making some moves and people are getting frustrated. So let's talk about Biden. He was actually campaigning uh, with Kamala Harris, by the way. They were together campaigning. And here's the headline. Joe Biden, you'll know my opinion on court packing when the election's over. Take a listen to what Joe Biden was saying. So there's two things he just said there. One about you'll know my opinion when I make it, and then there's never been a court uh, a court appointment in the election before elections were done. Lie, absolute lie. That is an absolute bold face. What dog face pony pony face dog face lie whatever Biden's phrase was right first of all un you'll know my opinion on court packing when the election is over how disingenuous can anyone be you know this is that whole line that you know Pelosi said is you'll know what's in the Affordable Care Act once you once we pass it and look what happened look what was in it everybody should have chills running down their spine from Joe Biden making that comment so the reporter asked Joe Biden as Kamala Harris was asked as well in the debate is. Will you pack the courts? Now, why are they asking this question? If you don't know the background on this, the left, leftist politicians like Pelosi and all that, they're all talking about packing the courts. Now, why do they want to pack the courts? If, if Amy Coney Barrett gets through, and it looks like Amy Coney Barrett's going to get through, by the way, she will be the next Supreme Court justice sitting on the bench. If she gets through, the left are threatening to pack the courts, meaning that if they get the Senate and they get the White House and they retain the House, they're going to put as many people on the court as they want. Now, what, now the reason that's bad, now, FDR tried this in the 30s and 40s and it didn't work. It didn't work because he didn't have complete power. Remember, 
power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So if we allow the Democrats to get the Senate and we allow them to get the presidency, we allow them to retain the House, their goal is to pack the courts. Because right now, when Amy Coney Barrett gets on, uh, confirmed on the court, we have a 6-3 majority, being th- six of those justices vote primarily conservative, whereas three always vote leftist, always. Now, the thing about Supreme Court justices, when a, 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 and Ted Cruz, I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, Ted Cruz had a really great conversation about this, that the right are horrible at putting judges on the bench that always follow what the right wants. Because why? Because the right have honor, more honor at least than the left, and appoint judges that are constitutionalists. They don't appoint judges that just follow their narrative. However, the left does. So that's why the left is saying this. They know if Biden gets the presidency, they will pick justices that will help them that will feed the leftist narrative do you want that for your nation if you listen to this podcast you don't unless you just like listening to the opposition and you do want that narrative but that narrative will not benefit the nation so here's what they're going to do if they get all levers of power is they're going to pack the courts because there's nothing in the constitution that says how many justices should be on the court so right now there's nine It's been that way for like 129 years, I believe. So nine justices, and you got an uneven number, then you can have four or five decisions. In fact, there are a lot of four or five decisions. But now that Amy Coney Barrett's going to be seated on there, you got a 6-3 majority. doesn't mean she's going to acquiesce to everything that the right wants. That's not who she is. She's a constitutionalist. That's who you want on the Supreme Court. You want that balance of power. Now, by letting the right be, have the levers of the presidency to appoint these constitutional judges, it benefits us. The left, not so much. So they want to appoint more judges. So let's say Biden wins the election. Right now we got nine justices. It'll be a 6-3 court. All he's got to do is put five, say, all right, we're going to bump it from nine to 11. So now they got three more. So now you got a 6-6 court or a 6-5 court, right? Let's say they bump it from uh, <clears throat> nine. That's not enough. They can't. Six five is not enough. They got to have more. So they bump it to thirteen. That means they'll put six more justices on the court. So you'll have a six nine court. And now, once that precedent is done and set, what the the right will never, ever be able to overcome that. Now, my wife asked the question the other day, why doesn't Trump just do it now? Well, one, it's just not what the Republicans do. People don't want this. The American people don't want this. And Republicans know that if they did it themselves, they'd be booted out of office. The left, they don't care because they know if they did this, they'd get power and they'd be able to hold on to that power. So this is why it's so important. The left is talking about this and Biden comes out and says, you'll know my opinion on court packing when the election's over. Okay, what if he loses? Will we still know it? Hey, uh, you know, Joe, Joe, the election's over. You lost. Were you going to pack the courts or not? Oh, man, I was just saying that because, you know, that's what the leftist base wants. Yeah. Right there should disqualify him for the presidency. Right there, Joe Biden should be disqualified for president of the United States. I mean, this is a valid question that should be answered and the American public should hold him accountable and not let him get a pass on this one, as should the media. 
you know, kudos to the reporter who is asking that. Now let's see what happens today, tomorrow, and the next day. Will this dog the Biden-Harris campaign? It should. So it was brought up in the, um, the debate with Kamala Harris and, and uh, Mike Pence. Again, she didn't answer it. She gave some kind of story about Abraham Lincoln and the courts. Uh, but it was a made-up story. It was totally false. All right, this is from Breitbart. Fat check. Kamala Harris makes up false quote from Abraham Lincoln. It was a false quote, ladies and gentlemen. She lied. Claim, Abraham Lincoln declined to fill a Supreme Court seat because it was too close to the election. Verdict, false. The Senate was out of session. He filled it in one day as soon as it was back. Senator Kamala Harris tried to argue in the vice presidential debate Wednesday night against the confirmation of Judge Amy Coney Barrett to fill a seat vacated by the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, um, she just made up a story, what she said. Uh, Harris's appeal to history, arguing the vice president, Mike Pence, and the Republicans are violating a precedent set by Abraham Lincoln of not confirming a Supreme Court justice before elect. Harris said, and, and by the way, if you watch the debate, Harris was waiting for this to come up. They've obviously practiced it because she got all giddy. She lifted up in her seat. It was just all right. She was. She goes. I'm glad you brought up a history. Blah blah blah. She goes. In 1864, one of the I think political heroes, certainly of the president. I assume of you also, Mr. Vice President, is Abraham Lincoln. And it's important to hear everything she said. Abraham Lincoln was up for re-election, and it was 27 days before the election, and a seat became open on the United States Supreme Court. Abraham Lincoln's party was in charge, not only of the White House but the Senate. But honest Abe said. It's not the right thing to do. The American people deserve to make the decisions about who will be the next president of the United States, and then that person can select who will serve for a lifetime on the highest court of our land. And so Joe and I are very clear. The American people are voting right now, and it should be their decision about who will serve on this most important body for a lifetime. Lincoln never said that. Lincoln uh, said no such thing. Now, it goes on in the article, however, Harris misrepresented what Honest Abe did and why. As Dan McLaughlin of National Review noted, President Abraham Lincoln never said anything like what Harris said he did. He delayed sending a nominee to the Senate because it was out of session. McLaughlin wrote, Lincoln, of course, said no such thing. He said no nominee. He sent no nominee to the Senate in October 1864 because the Supreme Court was out of session until December. He sent a nominee the day after the session began, and Solomon P. Chase was confirmed the same day. And Lincoln wanted to dangle the nomination before Chase and several other potential candidates before he wanted them to campaign for him. Lincoln's priority was winning the election, which was necessary to win the war. And he filled the vacancy at the first point possible. So two things here. She absolutely flat out lied what Lincoln said. She made up a quote out of whole cloth. Somebody obviously fed her that line. It was a fabrication. It was an untruth. And then... They're trying to say that Lincoln didn't appoint somebody before the next president was inaugurated. Let's say if Lincoln lost that election, he appointed his nominee, his nominee got appointed in December. It still would have happened. So it's a complete lie and fabrication on Harris's part, and the media is not holding her accountable, not one bit. I saw a fact check article from CNN on the vice presidential debate, and they didn't bring this up at all. And this was a whopper of a lie. I mean, it was a flat out lie. 
So not only did she fabricate what Lincoln said, she fabricated what was the context of it all. Senate wasn't in session. He couldn't have set a nominee up. And once the Senate, the day the Senate came up in session, which is a December, December 14th, I may be wrong about that. You historians can correct me if you like. Uh, put the nominee up that day, that day the nominee was confirmed before inauguration. Now Lincoln won the election. So he was obviously going to be the one inaugurated. And then there were several, there were 29 episodes or cases where a nominee was nominated during election time. 19 of those where the party that was doing the nomination, the presidency, held the Senate, same party. 17 of those were confirmed. But the left thinks you're stupid. Now, they know people on the right are going to call them on it. They know. They know. They absolutely know. They have to know. If they don't know, they're about as dumb as dumb can be. But what they do know is their base won't call them. Their base will lap it up. Their base will just eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because their base is frothing at the mouth, lunatic, leftist, numb nuts. So this is all, all designed to fire up the base. Remember, remember this is a base election. There is no middle ground here. So how are they doing? Well, I think Trump's probably doing way better than the Biden-Harris team is doing. I mean, Pence's performance, by the way, was phenomenal. So, but, so what other lies? I mean, the lies coming out, you know, what happened when we went into the debates is prior to the first debate with Trump, the left, and I mean that when I say the left, I mean the media, uh, because they are the same. We're saying that, you know, they need to put a fact checker up because Trump lies so much. But we know that Biden and Harris lie through their teeth. I mean, Joe Biden's been caught plagiarizing how many times? And guess what? Here's where Joe Biden has plagiarized again. And then I'm going to get into all the lies from the most recent debates. Because whenever the left accuses you of doing, they're the ones doing it. Make no mistake about that. So <clears throat> Joe Biden was caught plagiarizing Boris Johnson's slogan. Biden doesn't have an original thought in his head. None. He will not be the leader of the free world if he wins the presidency. He will not be the one leading. There will be people behind the scenes that will actually be the ones pulling the levers of power and making the decisions. Is that what you want? Is that what the American people want? Get out and vote, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. We owe it to future generations to build back better. We have a great opportunity to build back and build back better. To do things differently to build back better, and to build back bolder. And folks, it's not sufficient to build back. We have to build back better. That's what my plan is, to build back better. As bold. That's what cost him the 1988 presidential election. He plagiarized a, uh, a foreign politician speech. And I believe it was a politician out of England. It was either England or Scotland or somewhere, but it was around that area, right? He did the same thing. It's the same thing right now. Well, where's the media? Where, this is from Trump's campaign. You know, this is from DonaldJTrump.com. But it's video of Boris Johnson saying build back better and Biden completely, completely plagiarizing it. Completely. Where is the media? What, this is what got Biden, again, knocked out of the 88 election. Now, why did the media 
knock him out because it was the media that knocked him out. Um, and there's a there's a clip and I wish I had it pulled up here of how the media was reporting on Biden's plagiarism, of why he had to drop out of the, the 1988 presidential election. He lied about uh, his academia. He, he lied about where uh, his scholarships. He lied about um, <clears throat> what else? I mean, how well he did in school. Even lied about, I believe he was the only one to go to college, first one to go to college from his family. I mean, the media called out all these lies and they brought up the plagiarism as well. And he had to drop out of the 1988 presidential election. He's doing the same thing here. Joe Biden is a liar. And they're going to try to paint the, the Trump campaign as full of lies. Now the media is covered. Now, the reason the media didn't cover for Joe Biden back then is they didn't want Joe Biden. They didn't want him to be the nominee. So they exposed his lies. Well, now they don't have a choice. They don't, they, you know, they don't want Orange Man bad in the White House. They want Trump out, so they're not exposing his lies. Here, here is from, uh, this is from the Tea Party Daily Report. You know, take that for what it is as far as a source. And I know the left, you, especially left on YouTube, you know, a lot of you leftists on YouTube will comment about the sources. Fine, 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 refute it. Rather than, you know, giving me this silly childish tr tr um, Trump prerogative names or pejorative names or what they've been calling them. It's like, please be an adult. If you want to counter this, actually step up and counter it rather than your childish games and your childish name calling. I mean, it's pathetic. So to the total is in. Here are all of Biden's 33 lies during the first presidential debate. And then I've got lies from Kamala Harris during her presidential debate. And I'm not going to get into all of these, but lie number one, Biden is not opposed to the justice, meaning Amy Coney Barrett. The truth is Biden has been publicly opposing the nomination of Amy Cohen Barrett. His running mate Kamala Harris also expressed their disapproval. They, they brought up her religious faith. They brought up that she will vote against the uh, Affordable Care Act. And they tied a, 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 the, the albatross of abortion around her neck. Yeah, they've been opposed to it. Lie number two, 100 million people with pre-existing conditions won't have medical insurance, Biden said. Again, the truth, Trump will always work to protect the American people uh, with pre-existing medical conditions. In fact, uh, the Trump back in August, Trump teases executive order on pre-executive pre-existing protections, I suspect to help with ACA litigation. On Friday, and this is again back in August, Trump teased a new executive order on healthcare. That's a big thing. I've always been very strongly in favor. We have to cover pre-existing conditions, so we will be pursuing a major executive order requiring health insurance companies to cover all pre-existing conditions for all of its customers. This has never been done before. So you can see how that's a Biden lie. It was back in August. Trump talked about it. Line number four, an expanded Obamacare plan won't wipe out private insurance plans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Obamacare is designed to wipe those out. Obamacare is designed to give a monopoly to insurance companies. Yeah, it'll wipe out private insurance plans. Remember Obama's infamous lie? If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. It was a lie. It was like the whopper of the year for that year. Uh, line number five, Trump does not help have a health care plan. The truth, American first health care plan was unveiled on September 24th. Health care is also the main focus of the second term agenda. Line number six, there's no Bernie Sanders slash Joe Biden manifesto. Uh, the truth, a 118-page document was released by a Sanders slash Biden task force filled with all sorts of radical left policy proposals. Uh, lie number seven, Biden claimed that Trump made no attempt to have people on the ground in China to gauge the level of danger that the COVID-19 was po posing. 
the truth. Trump attempted to send in officials during early January, but Biden did not support the move until a month had passed, and the Chinese wouldn't let us send anybody, by the way. Uh, number eight, line number eight, scientists will be muzzled and suppressed under Trump. The truth, public health experts and scientists are always empowered under Trump. No, Fauci has come out and said, no one's tried to suppress him. Nobody's tried to tell him what he can cannot say. Uh, line number nine, Biden said he would not shut the economy down again. Uh, he's already said he would. I mean, that was one, he's backed off of that, but he actually said he would. Uh, line number 10, the current economic recovery plan only benefits the most wealthy American. Oh, there's that canard from the left, right? The current economic recovery plan only benefits the most wealthy of Americans. Trump's economic recovery plan is specifically designed to assist all economics. Line number 11, Biden said that Trump has been encouraging Americans not to wear their masks and claims he's against social distancing. <sighs> You know, how do you offset these things? You know, how do you, um, you know, the truth is he's, Trump has encouraged Americans to wear masks and has been photographed wearing one himself. And Trump has also said he wants it left up to the governors and he's worked with the governors, but the left wants you to believe that Trump, yeah, just, I don't know. Sometimes it's just overwhelming what the left does. And they throw so much at you that you can't, um, refute all of it because it's so much. And, and that's what part of their tactic. Line number 12, the Trump administration has done nothing to assist small businesses. Uh, Trump started the Paycheck Protection Program, which played a key role in keeping business afloat during the pandemic. Line number 13, Trump only paid $750 in taxes in 2016 and 2017, uh, when the truth is Trump has spent millions in both years. And there's reports coming out that Trump prepaid his taxes, and that's why it was only $750. So I can go on and on and on. There were so many lies from Biden and Harris that they're the ones that needed the fact checker. And Harris, you know, her whopper, obviously the Abraham Lincoln lie. Uh, here's another lies from her debate. The president said coronavirus was a hoax. He never said that. He said the media was a hoax and how they're reporting and never once said the virus was a hoax. The truth of the fact is Joe has been very clear. He would not raise taxes on anyone who makes less than 400,000. That's a flat out lie unless there's something that they're going to, they, unless they are not going to rescind the Trump tax cuts. Because if they do, and they said they will, everyone got a tax cut under that. So how do you rescind the tax, the Trump tax cuts and not raise taxes on everybody? They can't answer it and they won't answer it. They refuse to answer it. She refused to answer that question. It's a lie that they will not raise taxes. They will re raise taxes on everybody. Everybody. Number three, uh, we now know because of great investigative journalism that Donald Trump paid $750 in taxes. Again, they love this canard. And let me address that real quick because the New York Times is the one that came out with this expose. They never once provided one shred of evidence, no sources, no documents, none. And they never said in their article that they had his returns. They said they have tax data. So they wiggle-wormed worded their way out of it. So there's no proof, none, but the, the left has glommed onto this as if it's gospel. Uh, she also said the American people know that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. That is a fact. And I covered this on my show yesterday. We have video evidence of both Biden and Harris saying that they want to ban fracking. Just a complete fabrication. Uh, and then, of course, the five, the number five whopper is what she said about Abraham Lincoln.
absolute, absolute lies. So who are the liars? Look at this. this there's so much irrefutable facts that the Biden-Harris campaign is lies through their teeth. And this man is, uh, is up in the polls? American people, is this who you want as your president? I mean, look at what happened prior to the pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, if it wasn't for the pandemic, the, the left would have nothing, absolutely, simply nothing. And you know who's helping them? Big tech. Big tech is helping the left. And when I say big tech, the social media giants, Facebook, uh, Twitter, even TikTok, all of them are in a campaign to help the left. Now, what do I mean by that? Look at this. <clears throat> um, poll, this is from political. Majority of Americans concerned about big tech's economic political power. About 65% of likely U.S. voters think the economic power held by tech companies like Amazon, Google, Facebook is a problem for the U.S. economy, according to a survey on antitrust and tech industries to be released Thursday. So big tech is they're taking the role of uh, arbitrator of knowledge and information, and they're suppressing things. Uh, they are perfect example. Here is an absolute, per I got two great examples here. Twitter locks out former DNI, Director of National Intelligence, and Ambassador Rick Grinnell over voting fraud, voter fraud warning. Now, Rick, Rick Grinnell, he, he's in the Trump cabinet. He, uh, the left hate this man. They hate this man, not because he's a support, Trump supporter. They hate him for that, but they hate him because he's an uh, out homosexual. And they hate him for that, that he would be a Trump supporter. They hate him more. It's like if there, if there were a hate crime, they'd add this as a hate crime to this man because they hate him so much because he's gay and he's a Trump supporter. They absolutely hate him. So he did a tweet warning about election fraud and Twitter locked him out. Grinnell showed Grinnell shared an image of ballots sent to him by a friend living in California who says they were addressed to his parents who he claims have been dead for 10 years. And Twitter locked his account. And Twitter's been doing that a lot with people. You know, there's talk, is Twitter going to shut down President Trump? They want to, but I think the backlash on that would be just absolutely just, I mean, huge. Uh, I personally have experienced this. Uh, I am on TikTok and I put a lot, I'm, I'm, I do all politics. That's, I'm not, I'm not there doing the dancing videos uh, because they wouldn't be very good and nobody would be interested, but I do politics. I'm shadow banned. I, I've been shadow banned for over three weeks now, I think. And, you know, after a month, I'm, you know, I'm debating whether or not I'm going to stick on the platform. I have a lot of fun there. There's a lot of conservatives on TikTok and the left, by the way, on TikTok is starting to froth at the mouth. They're getting really angry. I mean, really angry. But I'm shadow banned. How do I know I'm shadow banned? I haven't had a new follower. Maybe in, well, in the last three weeks, maybe I've had four followers. When I was getting like 100 or 200 a day, my views have dropped down to next to nothing where I used to be like 10,000 views in most of my videos. So yeah, all because, and by the way, all because I posted a video of Antifa attacking a, a person in an SUV. So I'm, I'm, I've experienced it firsthand. And then this, this is a um, new consumer alert on Yelp takes firm stance against racism. All right. This is what Yelp's going to do. Uh, at Yelp, we value diversity, inclusion, and belonging both internally and on our platform, which means we have zero tolerance for policy 
to racism. We, we know these values are important to our users, and now more than ever, consumers are increasingly conscious of the types of business they patronize and support. In fact, we've seen that reviews mentioning black-owned businesses were up more than 617% this summer compared to last summer. So what is Yelp going to do? A new consumer alert to stand against racism. Businesses accused of racist behavior. Recently, someone associated with this business was accused of racist behavior, resulting in an influx of people posting their views on this page. Racism is reprehensible and no place on Yelp, and we unequivocally reject racism in any form. Read about the reports of racism behavior here. So what Yelp is going to do is they're going to flag businesses at, that promote racist behavior. You know, some people would say, oh, E, that's not so bad. Racism is bad. Racism is horrible. It really is. But true racism is misdefined right now. True racism is the idea that you believe one race is genetically superior to another. Everything else falls into the category of bigotry. So now who are going to be the arbitrators of this racist behavior on Yelp? Well, I'll tell you who. Those kids over there working the, the, the algorithms of these tech companies are making these decisions. And, and then people leftists frothing at the mouth leftists are the ones reporting you me and they're saying this is racist behavior and we get flagged without any due process to to vindicate yourself you are flagged conservative voices are being suppressed on social media without any due process to vindicate themselves or to reverse these course of actions. The big tech companies right now have absolute power in whomever they deem as racist, hate speech. And what's happening is our voices are not being heard. Now they're out there, there are apparatuses and platforms out there that you can um, associate with that don't do this. There are, uh, other TikTok type platforms. There are other Twitter type, like um, Parler is uh, one of those platforms. Uh, there are other up and coming Facebook type platforms, but I couldn't even tell you one of the Facebook platforms right now because they're, they're so minute and have such a small presence, but they're out there. Can they compete against the big techs? The big techs are so big that if you're not on those platforms, you're, you ha you're just not getting the opportunity you deserve to grow your business if you're in business. If you're a conservative voice, you're being suppressed. Google all of them. All of them are suppressing the conservative voices. And this is a big problem. This is a huge problem. And the left controls this. So you see why packing the courts is bad? If the left controls these big tech social media giants, and that's a that's woven fabric of our society now, social media, whether you love it or like it. I mean, I personally cannot stand Facebook. And it's not because I'm against Facebook. I don't like their format. I just don't like it. It's not user-friendly for me. I know a lot of other people love it. But Facebook, it's an older demographic on Facebook now, and that older demographic skews more conservatives. So how, how do we fight back? Well, do we get off these platforms? We, we, I mean, it's, it's, it's a monumental task. How do you fight back? They have to be hurt financially for them to reverse course. I don't like Yelp, by the way. 
Uh, I like TripAdvisory better if I use any of these, but Yelp, I don't like Yelp because Yelp allows too many users to influence everything on there. So if one person had a bad experience or one person doesn't like the restaurant owner, then they can go on this rant on Yelp and it can hurt the restaurant and Yelp does nothing about it. I mean, Yelp reviews to me are all suspects, so I never get on Yelp. And now they're going to add this component to it? Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not in. All right. Um, one last story I want to bring up. And did you hear about the mass shooting? What? You didn't? How'd you not hear about this mass shooting? It's like seven people were shot. Gunman kills one, injures six others in mass shooting in Philadelphia. A gunman shot seven people in Philadelphia Thursday night, including one victim who died from his injuries and two other men who are fighting for their lives. All seven were in the 4900 block of Frankfurt Avenue at 7.46 p.m. when a gunman opened fire. A 20-year-old man was shot in the back of the head and taken to Temple University Hospital. It was pronounced dead at 8, 12, 10, 12 p.m. Why haven't you heard about this? Isn't this a mass shooting? It's not all over the media. Doesn't fit their narrative, ladies and gentlemen. Don't trust. Don't trust the mainstream media. Find sources that you trust, but don't, don't ever trust any media. Find a source, validate it, verify it. Never take one story for granted. Even anything that I tell you here is only believe what you know to be true or what you verified to be correct. That's how we have to move forward. And we cannot allow the media to control our narrative because that's what they're doing. Hey, thanks for listening to this uh, segment of the PBO podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Woody and I appreciate you so much. We're having some phenomenal listenerships. Our, our numbers uh, last week were triple what they were in previous weeks. And we're continue to see uh, just a huge influx of listeners. So please like, follow, share, and rate this podcast because again, life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm and we need to help each other out with, with similar voices in moving up the algorithm. And you can help this podcast, Woody, the trusted canine co-host out by like following share and rating this podcast. And again, please visit our, our website, the PBLpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link and subscribe and subscribe, subscribe. I'm starting to put these shows on video. So you may be watching this on YouTube right now. And that's also one of those tech giants that suppresses voices. So we need all the help we can get to help continue to grow this podcast. Uh, Cause if you enjoy it, that means others out there will enjoy it as well, and we need your help. So please like, follow, share, rate this podcast. Thanks again for listening to the PBO podcast, Politics and Brown. Very excited to tell you about a partnership I have with Hollywood casting director, Kathy Rinkin. Now, Kathy, who's been in the Hollywood business since 1994, casting for films and televisions, has put together a workshop where she takes her acting chops and teaches business professionals charisma coaching. Now, Kathy has been working with actors for years, teaching them how to be more charismatic on camera. So why is charisma coaching 
for you. If you are in business and you are in front of people or your staff, your team is in front of people, whether it be through networking, public speaking, or even dealing with the media on camera, Charisma Coaching will help you uncover your natural sexiness. Yes, I said sexiness. It'll help you create chemistry in the room by making about the other person. It'll show you how to express vulnerability and still show strength, as well as control the adrenaline rush when they're either with a crowd of people or, again, talking with the media in front of camera. So if you are in business and your team is out there interacting, or if you want to develop a skill set where you're comfortable in front of a crowd and a camera, then contact Kathy at youritfactor.net or reach out to her via phone at 720-985-8852. That is youritfactor.net. You you're going to love this workshop.